0: Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all-female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia-driven fears you have at 3am. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. This week, we're back at it again with another serial killer tale. Stay tuned for a story of arsenic, husbands, and sweet potato pie. Without further ado, let's get down to the business. This week's topic is Nanny Doss. Nancy Hazel was born on November 4th, 1905 in Blue Mountain, Alabama. Her early life consisted of working on the family farm with her father caring very little about her education, so it didn't come as a surprise when she decided not to continue school after sixth grade. Nancy's father, James, ruled the house with an iron fist, refusing to let his daughters do anything related to beauty. The girls could not wear pretty dresses or makeup, and were not allowed to have friendships, let alone date, boys. By 16, Nancy spent most of her time working at a linen factory, and when she was not there, she was reading romance magazines. While at the factory, she met Charlie Braggs, and the two began dating. After five months, the pair married, and Nancy moved in with Charlie and his mother. What she thought would be an escape from her controlling father turned out to be even worse. Charlie's mother was manipulative, and Nancy's husband proved to be an abusive, adulterous drunk. The couple had three children, and during the time Nancy was taking care of the kids in the house, she managed to get out at night, heading to bars for her own extramarital affairs. After the birth of their fourth child in 1927, the couple's two middle children suddenly died from what doctors thought was food poisoning. Charlie believed Nancy poisoned the children and left with their oldest child, Melvina, leaving the baby and his mother behind. Soon after his departure, his mother died. A year later, Charlie returned and the pair got a proper divorce. Nancy then took their two remaining children and moved back to her parents' home. Once back, the woman took to reading romance magazines again, especially the Lonely Hearts column. Through this, she met her second husband, Robert Harrelson. Again, she found this husband to be a disappointment. Harrelson was a drunk and in debt, but their marriage managed to last 16 years until his death. In 1943, Nancy's daughter Melvina had her first child named Robert and another baby girl in 1945. At this point, Nancy is officially a grandmother so we'll switch to calling her by the name she was remembered by, Nanny. Soon after the little girl was born, she passed away from unexplained circumstances. In the summer of 1945, Nanny was caring for Robert after she and Melvina had a fight over her daughter's new boyfriend that Nanny disapproved of. That night, the toddler passed away from Aksyxia, and within a few months, Nanny collected the $500 life insurance policy she took out on the child. A few months later, Harrelson became ill and passed away. After this husband was gone, Nanny returned to the classified ads and found a new husband in Arlie Lanning. Lanning was an alcoholic as well, but not a violent one. When the couple was married for two and a half years, Lanning died from what doctors thought was the stomach flu that had been going around. Due to the fact he was showing all the same symptoms, fever, stomach pains, vomiting, no one looked further into his death. Lanning's house was left to his sister, but before the woman could take ownership, the home burned down. Nanny moved in with her mother-in-law, but once she received a check for the damages caused by the fire, she left she planned to move in with her sister, who was dying of cancer. Right before she moved out, her mother-in-law died. Not long after she moved in, her sister, too, passed away. Now we're on to husband number four, Richard Morton. Finding out that this husband was continuing to see his ex-girlfriend on the side sealed his fate. Right before his death, Nanny's mother came to visit because of the passing of Nanny's father. Within days of her arrival, her mother began complaining of stomach cramps and died. Three months later, the same happened to Richard. Nanny's eyes had already been set on a minister by the name of Samuel Doss. He was not a drunk or an adulterer, but a church-going man who loved Nanny very much. Although he wasn't like the past husbands, he did set strict rules for his home and would not allow romance novels or love stories to be watched on TV. Every night, the pair were to be in bed by 9.30. Compared to her previous life of constant turmoil and action, Nanny found this new life with Samuel to be rather boring. On top of this the man was frugal with his money. Nanny didn't like this and returned for a short while to Alabama. Once Samuel decided to add her to his checking account, she returned and also convinced the man to take out two life insurance policies on himself. Not long after, Samuel was in the hospital complaining of stomach pains. The man survived this time and returned home where his loving wife prepared him a home-cooked meal. Hours later, he was dead. Doctors were shocked by his sudden passing and ordered an autopsy. His organs were found to be full of arsenic and Nanny was finally caught. When she was brought in for questioning, she admitted to killing four of her husbands, her mother, her sister, Lanning's mother, and her grandchildren. The fact that she was caught didn't seem to really bother the older woman. She often enjoyed joking about how she killed her husbands with a laced sweet potato pie. Nanny seemed to be the only one tickled by this thought, and the woman was sentenced to life in prison for Samuel's death. After eight years in prison, the woman the media called the Giggling Granny died of leukemia. Prosecutors never pursued the additional murders, but in total, Nanny was thought to have killed 11 people. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, Follow Malicious Mamas on both Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you could rate, comment, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help to get the show out there, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas.